Hello. Whoa. And welcome in to another episode of Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Wingert. That is Pete Tamoy Lennon. That is our captain, OR Captain Maddie Mass. Yes, it is. Hey, Maddie. How's everybody doing today? I think it's important that we ask Maddie first because we missed him. Hmm. Maddie, how you doing? Yep. It was like 30 minutes before you spoke last time and I just spoke over you again. So Maddie, how you doing? Ooh. You're muted, Maddie. Oh, how anticlimactic. Oh my Terrible God. Timing. Oh, so okay, ready? Maddie, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Profound. I don't, I wonder how many times I've spoken. I don't think many since I muted myself, but Kelsey said she had an echo at some point. I muted myself then. That was a long time ago. So it's just been you and me, Kels, and I didn't even notice. That's how bad we are at We friends. figured out where are we going to dinner, though. <laughs> and I'm in the calendar, so that's kind of frightening. I have to highlight it. I don't have the proper highlighter. This will be highlighted in pink. Do I have anything down here? <laughs> um, you're in the calendar. Okay, so what would happen if it wasn't pink? What, what are the color codes? Pink means that it's like fun, friends, like football games like stuff that's like fun personal stuff if it's highlighted in yellow that means it's like a time that I have to be somewhere like if it's an appointment or like a lunch meeting or like a call that I have to be on if it's in green that means that it's work it's paid work and if it is in orange that means that it's wedding stuff and if it's in blue it means that it's farm to fame specifically or John Boy. I'd like to hand in my resignation, please. Why would you quit? Because that's, wow, that's a yeah. lot, man. Yeah. Are there a lot of people that are like that? That <laughs> to the point where the color code, they're, they're dying. <laughs> like, how like, many people have you run into and it's like, oh my God, I do I that don't as think well. Any. I don't think I've ever run into anybody who has right. had, like I've seen a lot of people with very organized planners and that are, in handwritten planners, I think I take it a little bit over the top with the um, five oh, different color highlighters that are involved. Mm. Nah, nah, you're fine. That's <laughs> fine. I like to think that everything in my life has equal importance and doesn't need to be put into a different category. So everything just, everything is one. We are all one. It's all one. It's all love. All right. Sick. Okay. How are you doing, Peter? You know what? Wait, did Maddie finish? Did we finish how you were doing? Yeah, I'm good. Have you eaten dinner yet? We're sh oh, I guess it's only five. <laughs> no, I haven't eaten dinner. Oh. It's still early. This is my dinner time, being a pensioner. But for Maddie, being a Gen... Are you Gen Z or are you a millennial? Hmm. Or are you? Yes. I like to put everybody in categories, as I just stated before. Where am I? I would need to know the years. What color code would you put in everyone's? I'm a boomer, you're a millennial, and I think you're Gen Z. So, what color code would you put us all in, girls? <laughs> I'd be in pink, duh. Right. Peter would be in yellow because you're always happy, and Maddie would be in green because he's so steady. I am a Gen Z, you're right, but it's the first year of Gen Z. 
OG, OG Gen Z, yo. Can we talk about baseball? <laughs> what? We, have we got a podcast to do? What? The off Braves season. What are, are the World about? Series champions. Yeah, we already talked about that, right? No. Have we not? No. Oh, we just predicted it in the last yeah. one, didn't we? Oh. Accurately. This is my bottle from 2018. Nice. This is your new ball from 2021. Peter got me a baseball from the World Series. I almost cried. And this is Maddie's ball from 2021 World Series. So, so nice of Peter. People yeah. helping people. This is what I call that. How's that cookie? Very good. Dang it. Is that like your what? Was that the last snack in your snack bag? Or was that a separate bag for mm. just said cookie? No. My best friend, Rocky. <laughs> I was sadder. Earlier this week, and Rocky knew that, so she sent me a bunch of Panera for lunch, and she sent me a cookie. So I'm eating it. Panera. Mm -hmm. What did you get? Was it like a? Please tell me that. She ordered me mac and cheese, broccoli and cheddar soup, a turkey mm. sandwich, a fruit cup, and a cookie. Did she get you a bread bowl? Mm -mm. You don't eat bread. But I got no. I got two French baguettes. I love bread. <laughs> Boy, you're going to see how much bread I eat at I dinner on wait. Friday if we're going to an Italian restaurant. Listen, if you work out that day too, I am I am ready and I'm willing to just pay for as much as you can consume. <laughs> I want to see this in action. I really want to see it in action because I've seen you lift and I've seen you and I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure if you put your mind to it and it's cheat day. So let's see it. I might have to take video of this and send it in for Maddie. <laughs> Maddie's flying down, aren't you? Yeah, come on, Maddie. Oh, yeah. Okay. That didn't seem too convincing. Hey, Braves won the World Series. World Series champs. World Series champs. Uh, we predicted it. It kind of happened the way that we exactly predicted it. Um, mm. Not to toot our own horn. Truly, on multiple occasions. Um, but, yeah, it was amazing. And so un Atlanta like for them to win the way they did in game six. Yeah. Uh, Max I was Reed. fully expecting Max Freed was. <clears throat> he had his foot stepped on. I am, I, I don't know how many people, I guess because they play on turf, that a lot of people would be wearing rubber spikes. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I'm not sure if he does that in Atlanta on regular dirt. Playing left field on regular grass, you'd probably have want to have regular spikes on. But man, to see what that looked like on, on the slow motion, I looked. I thought he was out. I thought he'd clip the bag, and then there was all the confusion with with what the actual play is because once he's run past the base, you then have to tag him and and what had like why did he touch the base? So why isn't he out? Because he missed the base, and it was just. But the fact that Max had his foot trampled and then. Had first and second none out and got out of it. I was like, "This might be it," because that had the makings of being the most Atlanta inning in the history yeah. of Atlanta sports and turning into an absolute nightmare. And we saw what happened: ten run first inning in the game five. That's all you need to know, right? That's yeah. what the makings of that looked like. And Max Freed just said, "No, no." Let me just be Max Freed here for one second and then I'll carry this through six innings and and thanks for coming. And they talked about this on Talking Baseball, but like if you're watching the broadcast, when his foot got stepped on and he got out of that inning and he was walking off the field, like his face changed. 
like a, a, a switch just like flipped. You could visibly see his demeanor just like, yeah. all right, game on. Like, woo, mm -hmm. love Max Fried. And that was crazy. It's it's not because he, he hadn't been Max-like the two starts before. You know, people were kind of searching for, for ah, you know, it was just a little bit off. And, and it was. The, and there was breakdowns. Eric O'Flaherty did a great break, breakdown on, on Twitter. Great Twitter follow. Shout out at Eric O'Flaherty. I think it is. He, he really is a great Twitter follower. At EOF34, I think it is. Maddie, you can put it in there, whatever it is. But he's absolutely a must-follow. He broke down that his mechanics were a little quicker to the plate. And then there was everyone saying he's tipping and it was like this, that, and the glove shake and everyone knew. And Matty Diaz chirped in saying that he could call every pitch from, from the couch. And I'm like, Matty, yeah, you can see it from the couch because you can see the different view, my friend. You can't, you're not seeing it from the box. Like it's, I just thought that was a bit of a silly point, but it is what it is. It's <laughs> like people can see things. Other people can't see things like Freddie Free. The, what makes Freddie Freeman the best hitter in the world is that he can go and he can look at someone pitching and he can go, okay, I've got it. I've got, I've got his tell. I can see what he's throwing. Like, it's just, it's something that he sees and he will tell other guys and other guys are just like, I don't see it, Freddie. I don't see what you see. And Freddie's like, you don't see that. Like whatever it is, he just picks up on something, and it's like that's what he that's what he can pick up on during the at bat. And I'm like, you're the greatest here in the world, and there's a reason for it. I don't see what you're talking about, but great, Freddie. Thank you. Love that. Love that. For so, him. so should we start again? Braves are world champs. They did it. The Moz is over. What? The the curse, I guess. Yeah. What did you call it? The Moz, I guess that's what we call it in Australia. The Moz is over, is yeah. correct, folks. Just to touch on that a little bit, and not to flex, but I touched on this a lot during the parade when I spoke for four and a half hours straight. Mm. Um, and it was like, it, it's hard to make the playoffs and it's hard to win a World Series. And I know that there's been a lot of teams that have, like the Dodgers that have had recent success and the Braves did it for the longest time. But, you know, it's not a curse if you don't win in since 1995. It's it's just it's just really tough, and you have to have a something special like what the Braves had this year, or other teams have had in the past, where it's more than just putting the best 26 players on the field. It's there is a feeling, there's a chemistry, there's a mojo, whatever it is. It's the stuff that can't be measured that was the difference maker for this team, and it was someone different every night. And it was so. It was freaking Jock Peterson would have been the MVP of the division series. Rosario was the MVP of the division of the championship series. And Soler was the MVP of the world series. Neither one of those guys were on the team before the trade deadline. That's crazy. I haven't heard it worded. I mean, I haven't heard it laid out like that. That's crazy. That's tells you what needs to happen in order to win the world series. You need yeah. to hit strike gold yeah. <laughs> in four players at the trade deadline that somehow turn a team that can't even tread water above 500 and they turn into World Series champs going through the Dodgers, the Astros, and the Brewers. Was the parade amazing? I couldn't see a lot of it. I was stuck at the desk. I want to say stuck at the desk. I was working, so I got to see a lot of what everyone else was seeing on the, yeah. on the TV. Um, and I got to see them as they went past the set at the battery. Um, no one waved at me, which was kind of devastating. Oh, but I, hate that I mean, you. I was I was fine. I, yeah. I didn't take it personally at all. I, I just 
sucked in my tears and and moved on what are they not even the night shift guys is that what they're calling themselves night crew night shift yeah so everybody gave them the night shift nickname except for major league baseball that called them the big three or something like mm -hmm. that on one graphic that i saw after like it's not the big three, you douchebags. It's four of them. And it's more than just that, you douchebags. Know more about the team that just won the World Series than just what you read in the paper. Okay, dive deeper. That's why national media is losing to people like John Boy media. Yeah, John Boy. I mean, the Braves. Who in their right mind, besides Trevor Plouffe, who... I'm giving Trevor all the credit in the world for that pick because it was an amazing Trevor. pick. There is an asterisk alongside it, though, because he was picking that based on the team that he saw coming out of spring training or not oh, what what this. not what was there. No, 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 no. I'm not taking it away from it at all. What the team has achieved in between that pick, and that's what I'm saying. It is like been like this. They hit the they hit spring training with a full squad. It was like, all right, let's go. And then all of a sudden it was like Soroka's not coming back. And you're like, huh? Oh, by the way, Max Fried's shit and he can't, he's got to go on the IR. Like, what? Uh, Freddie's 0 for 7 million to start the year. Ah, really? And then Akuna goes down. And then Azuna's good. And then it's like somehow still they came back and won the World Series. It is yeah. the most incredible, like just out of the stratosphere story. And I think that's just what makes it so cool. I think that's just the most unbelievable turnaround in a season that I can remember. And in, in maybe, maybe the Nats as well, the Nats. Yeah, I mean, the, the Braves and the Nats, I saw something that had, like one team was 41 and 40 at the half and one team was 40 and 41 at the half. And oh, both really? teams went on to win the World Series. And then that's I think crazy. there was another team recently who also didn't have like a good record that they talked about. Um, so how much Pedro emphasis- Pedro Feliciano just died. What? Yeah, that's what I was looking at on my phone. John Heyman just tweeted out Pedro- Are you fucking kidding me? Pedro Feliciano, dependable Mets reliever, rest in peace. Dude, him and I would go toe to toe every year for the most appearances in the league. Oh, wow. I did not know that. I, he was, he's my age. Oh, there's a press release that's out from the Mets. Wow. He was diagnosed with a rare genetic heart condition in 2013. Oh, man. Dang. That's that really sad. Sucks. Yeah. Um, uh, where were we? I'm sorry. I just got I that have notification. no idea. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to hit on with the World Series or parade or anything? The parade. The concert after was cool. I couldn't see. I don't know what the total number was of people that were were that participated because there was kind of two in one parade. Okay. There was there was a funny now there was a funny <laughs> meme going around, and this is what I was going to say before. Someone did a video, and if you remember the movie Speed, there's a scene where the madman is talking to Keanu Reeves, and he's like. There's a bomb on the bus. If it drops below 50 miles an hour, the bomb explodes. What do you do? What do you do? And Keanu Reeves goes, I want to know what bus it was. And then there's a picture of the Braves bus flying past at 50 miles an hour. 
<laughs> because there was one point where they were like, they were getting on it. And yeah. from what I understand, it was when there was some people that were trying to throw beers from like up above. I saw AJ Mentor's catch off the back of the bus. AJ Mentor made a sick catch. Shout out to him. Dansby made a nice catch. Yeah, I saw that one. That was a good one too. Um, so yeah, there was, a, there, was a, there was some fun moments. There was a shout out to AJ that uh, went hard. I went hard. I saw him afterwards and he was, he was, I think he went through a whole, a lot of phases during that day. Oh, that guy can, yeah, that guy can, he can rally. He backed it sure. up though. He's, he's back out there doing cowboy stuff today. I saw him playing catch with someone in the, at some concert. He's doing it. He's living it. So he should. Yeah. He's won the world series dude. take six days and then get back into it. Love that for him. Love AJ mentor. Mm-hmm. I love every one of those guys in that bullpen and on that team, to be honest with you, because they love it for Luke Jackson. They became a family this year. Honestly, yeah. it's you could you could see how much everybody enjoyed each other's company, even when it was even when the cameras were off. What was your favorite bullpen to be a part of? Oh, that's a tough question. Actually, that's a really actually my two favorite bullpens. I have a photo of the 2010 guys up here. And I have a photo of the Kansas City bullpen down here, but there's been so many in between. Yeah. That one was awesome because it was just a bunch of absolute maniacs in the same team. <laughs> and somehow we gelled and we would have won the World Series despite injuries that year. I absolutely guarantee it. But we lost our closer, our third baseman, our other third baseman. And like it just it just went on and on and on. Yeah. We weren't able to rally. It happened too late. Mm. And that bullpen was two years after the greatest bullpen in Kansas City history. But that bullpen, I'm going to find the photo. Can you play some music, some elevator music real quick, Manny? Thank you. I will sing instead, Peter's looking for okay. his picture. He's looking for his picture. Okay, so here it is. This bunch of misfit, misfits right here. Mm. Kelvin Herrera, Joaquin Soria, Peter Moylan, Chin-Ming Wong, yes. Chris Young, Brian Flynn, Matt Strom and Dylan G broke the record for consecutive scoreless innings from the Royals bullpen. Wow. <laughs> that bunch, not Wade Davis, Kelvin Herrera, Luke Hachover, uh, Hochaver, Hachover, Hochaver is his name. Goodness gracious, from Tennessee. Good guy. Not that bunch, but that bunch for those playing at home. Who was your favorite teammate ever? And I'll flex oh. on you. I'll flex for you because I I do shows with fanatics and we do like virtual meet and greets with different athletes. And one of our shows was with Chipper Jones. And I asked Chipper Jones who his funniest teammate ever was. And he said, Peter Moylan. You just said best teammate. You didn't say funniest. Oh. I thought I said favorite. I can name funniest. funniest. Funniest is David Ross. I think mm. David Ross is the funniest I just he just really I don't I I wouldn't guess him to have I take him pretty seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But the only time I ever met him was his final year with the Cubs. I interviewed him. Right. When he was moving into manager mode, then well, he actually went to dancing the stars mode first and then he went to manager mode. So I guess I mean, if he went on Dancing in the Stars, I shouldn't be surprised. Like you have to have some kind of like personality to go. Right. And it's not just like he's a stand-up and he just sits in the front of the bus and tells jokes all day. It's just like he's his wittiness and he's quick, he's like quick. Jake? And it's like, yes. Mm. Yeah. He's always got something that just makes me just and part of what made the appeal was that he was able to use humor 
to make sure people were aware that they weren't doing the right thing. So it was like, uh, rather than just scream at people, he would use a joke and then people would be like, okay, yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's, uh, I'll pull my head in, let's move on. So he was like the clubhouse cop. He was like the, yeah. Um, there was a few guys that did it. Everybody liked him. Um... Correct. Yeah. Yeah. He could be hard on people when he had to be. Um, but he was really funny as well. It's probably Hilarious. like your Freemans and how your Marcakis is and your McCanns were in the clubhouse. Uh, oh, no. Nick's not, Nick's not like Nick doesn't make people laugh. Oh, yeah. No. You mean from a leader standpoint? Yeah, sure. I sure, just sure, mean sure, like sure. when when Nick Marcakis speaks, you listen because he doesn't speak. So when he like yeah. talks, you're like, what's he saying? So the value of my words have just. <laughs> the what? The value of my words have become basically Dogecoin because. Uh, hey, we are a crypto company. Pay us in Bitcoin if you want to. I'm supposed to have a thousand Moonblast bucks from the World Series and I don't. And Trevor Plouffe is telling us all to whatever we got from that to um, like don't do anything with it because he thinks in 10 years this world's going to be like run by people who fully understand crypto and are super rich and that it's going to be worth like a ton of money. So I'm not touching it. Well, we've just gone down a tangent and I didn't think we were going to go down on a baseball podcast, <laughs> especially you and I, because I don't know what the hell cryptocurrency is. I don't either. I don't but I'd either. like to be paid in, paid in Bitcoin because it seems to be worth a lot of money. You know what else is worth a lot of money, but isn't like, super not exp like it's not terrible but it's worth a lot you're getting a deal <laughs> you know it's like it's worth a lot more money than you're paying for it really do you know what i you know what it is tell me dugout mugs absolutely i knew you were gonna say that how did i know you were gonna say that amazing is that a knob shot <laughs> this is a knob shot but dugout mugs Dugout Mugs is going to sell out of literally all of their products this holiday season. So for sure, I think this is my second favorite product. I like the wine glasses still first, but these are popular. So make sure you get your hands on them there. They also got metal dugout mugs. Have you seen yeah, those they yet? I haven't they seen look them. like the old Eastern bats. They're unbelievable. Oh, they're cool. Mm. Yeah. I haven't seen what they look like yet. It's the only um, metal bat mug on the market. So if you're in search, I mean, if you have a baseball fan in your life and you want like a unique gift or something that they're not expecting, this would be a great option. But oh, yeah, they say the brand new metal mugs have been a huge hit and they didn't make enough because they didn't realize how popular these actually were going to be. So the demand is much higher for these. So if you want them, you need to grab it for yourself. You shouldn't wait because they're going to be gone. And you can use code JOHNBOY for 30% off at dugoutmugs.com before they sell out. So that's discount code JOHNBOY at dugoutmugs.com before they sell out. Dugout mugs, dugout mugs. I got three dugout mugs over there. What's up? Need a wine glass. Worth a lot of money and more than what you're paying is how we got into that, how we dove right into that. Let's talk about the 2022 yeah, off season. This doesn't look like a real number. Should I answer it? Yeah, is it your doctor? Nope. Hmm. Yellow. Hello. 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 
Got him. Boom. That's one for us. <laughs> Fuck the robots. Yeah. All right. Let's get in the offseason, shall we? Name the top free agents. Correa, Freeman. I cannot believe I just you just said that and it just hit me. Freeman is a free agent. I've been saying, I don't know where my iPad is. I've been saying that I think it's a 65-35% chance that Freeman stays in Atlanta. Maddie, this is a serious reaction right now because I hadn't even thought about it until this point. I tweeted yesterday that it's amazing how quickly the, the offseason heats up when you win the World Series and it's even quicker when you lose. But it's unbelievable how it's, it's here now. Like you won and it's like, well, 24 hours later, free agency starts and it's on. Like, here we yeah. go. And it's amazing that people are just soldiering on as if there's not a CBA to deal with first. There's not been not much mention of the fact that December 1st or whatever it is, is the day that if they don't have a deal done, then we're probably going to have a lockout and we're probably going to deal with that moving forward. So every year it goes down to the wire. This year, it just seems like there's so many things that have to either be implemented or not be implemented or it's so confusing as to what could happen in this one because there's so many different fights that need to be uh, sorted out. Yeah. <laughs> and I just don't know how it's going to... And I, uh, for me, the biggest one is, is salary and a minimum spend for teams. And I don't know how that helps anyone. I don't know how it hurts anyone, but they're going to want to cap and it's all just like, it's just going to be round and round the merry-go-round we go until yeah. February. But here's the thing, right? Mm. They fuck around with with free agency and have done until late January, February, sometimes into the season. Then guys aren't even concerned about this date. Like they are going to get themselves to the point where they're 100% ready and they need 30 at-bats to be game ready. That's it. They're not afraid of having this thing draw out until March. They're not afraid yeah. to have this thing draw out as long as they used to be able to scare guys with like it doesn't phase us anymore yeah i don't care if it's april oh we come in the agreement march 26th okay give guys two weeks they'll be ready yeah so maybe that's why it's just going on because they know that it's not going to be an issue until <laughs> six months from now that might be the most intelligent thing i've ever said do you want to write about it like write it down nah so <laughs> I'm looking at MLB trade rumors, an article where they ranked free agents. So this is their top 10. Number one, Carlos Correa. Number two, Corey Seager. Number three, Freddie Freeman. Number four, Chris Bryant. Number five, Kevin Gosman. Go Tigers. Number six, Marcus Semyon. Number seven, Robbie Ray. I would swap Marcus Simeon and Chris Bryant right now. I would also swap Corey Seager and Freddie Freeman. I would also swap Freddie Freeman and Carlos Correa, but I'm biased. So you would have Freddie Freeman one. Correct. Carlos Correa two. Corey Seager three. Simeon four. I wasn't ready to jump. Chris Bryant probably would not be in front of Simeon. Who's after Simeon? Robbie Ray. And then Trevor Story. And then Max Scherzer. And then Nick Castellanos. Did Chris Bryant do that much to his free agent stock in his time in San Francisco? Or am I delusional? I feel like his time in San Francisco made him go up. Okay. I feel like he had, I feel like there were more eyeballs on him and he was playing pretty well for the Giants who everybody was watching and paying attention to. And you heard 
like with the Cubs, they they were dead. Yeah. Kyle Schwarber, John Gray. John Gray. Let's can we talk about that for a second? Can we talk about this for a second? Okay. So let me break down that situation. John Gray uh, was available this trade deadline for trade, and a lot of people were inquiring. The Rockies were like, no, 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 we're going to hold on to him. I think there was some maybe hint of extension talks between that time and the end of the season. At the very least, you think, you know what? We can't get a deal done. Let's throw out a qualifying offer at him and see what we can get back. They didn't even do that. They let him go to free agency without getting a single soul and or dollar for John Gray. That is the worst GMing I've Ooh. ever seen in my a few years of being around this game. It is, I've not seen one explanation as to what possibly could have been the reasoning behind it. No one has been able to give that to me. And until they do, I'm just calling this the biggest joke in GMing this offseason so far. I heard a lot that John Gray really enjoyed being in Denver. And wanted to well, be of course you did, bro. Why not? Well, but as a pitcher, like if you have a pitcher who's like, I want to be here, and he kind of yeah. reminds me, and not anything with like his pitch sequencing or her his pitches or anything, but more so with like his workload. He kind of reminds me of like a Julio Tehran. Like he's not this guy who's putting up all star numbers every year, but he gives you respectable outings and gives you chances to win in the games. That he I don't think I've in. seen a pitcher have all star numbers in Colorado. Has there been? Yeah, but he wants to be there. Yeah, and he does well there as well. So it's just like, it was shocking when... Maybe he's to asking for too much. Maybe he's just asking too Maybe he's Maybe they, the extension talk started with, hey, we'll give you uh, five years, 100. And he was like, I'll take seven years, 300. Thanks. What would you, what do you think he's going to get? I do not know about money this free agency. I really don't. But I think there's guys that are getting one year 20 at the end of their career. There are guys that are getting one year 11, Drew Smiley. Mm -hmm. I think it would be somewhere in between that as an average per year. And I don't know how many years they'll go. I just, I just do not know how to read the past and this free agency based on look at revenues of teams this year. And Liberty Media had just announced their revenues. And obviously, I'm close to it. But they have announced record profits. And, and it's so... I feel like teams are, are going to have a, a, a lot of money to spend compared to what they thought they may mm. have had, but I think they need to get through the drama of what's coming. So give me your predictions on Freeman and Correa then, what you think they should get. Maybe not what I you think. I don't want to speak to the Freeman one because I'm okay, too close to Correa. it. But, um, Correa. Correa. Man. Because didn't the Astros offer five years, 160? Yeah, but if he's not a $300 million player, then I don't know what is. If Lindor got three hundred, dollars and Correa won't, when you break down Correa's years with the Astros, it's pretty good. Yeah, he's one of the best players in the game, and he's a leader in that clubhouse yeah. too. So, well, I don't know. He's, he's, well, I think he is, and I think in that clubhouse and what they went through, yeah, I think they needed a Carlos Correa. They needed somebody who was going to step up and be like, I don't care. I'll be the, I'll be the bad guy. Like I'll I'd be interested to see how that Carlos Correa is received in other clubhouses. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, let's face it. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how that's going to go down. I don't, I don't know if that's in the past, in the past, because that's how I feel. 
as a person that has watched it unfold, I feel like they've done, like it's not their fault anymore. There's people that we should throw blame at and it's probably not the players at this point. Altuve's proved that he's a better player than what he was. Mm-hmm. He's continued to be an unbelievable hitter both on the road and at home. Like it's, there's, there's too many questions that have been answered now since that time for me to still hold that against him. But yeah. he said some douchebaggery things in the media yeah. too. So he was like the worst, like, he was painted the worst on that team, you know, right. and and he he loved it, like he he wanted that. He, embraced he was it. almost like he was taking all that shit from everyone else. Yeah, and he was like he almost like the Hulk just got stronger for it. Like he he yeah. he was like yeah, come at me. Like I kind of respect it. Like it's like yeah. you gotta at some point you gotta be like he talked the talk, he walked the walk. He wore it. He just wore it. Exactly. Well done. Congratulations. And I feel like. Yeah, maybe whenever, if he does go to a new team, which he's expected to, maybe people are going to be hesitant at first and not know how they feel about him. But if he's that kind of teammate and he was willing to like take all the heat from everybody else, I feel like he'll eventually win them over. I can't wait to see what, what, if the personality changes or if he kind of like, especially with whatever, like if it's say for instance, he goes to the Yankees, right? Maddie. Maddie, what happens there? He wins a few world series. Is he is he like you receive him with open arms? Um, he has to prove it that he can win you over. You'll be hesitant at first, and if he proves himself as a teammate and on the field, yeah, you accept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so did y'all see the article? Uh, Matt Eddy put out. Um, a, I, I want to make sure I pronounce his name right. Seiya Suzuki. Seiya, S E I Y A. I think it's Seiya. So, here's the thing. I didn't see the article. But I've faced him before. Ooh. In the WBC, maybe WBC, one of those. Okay. Mm. He is pretty good. As far as hitters coming out of like Otani shocked the world with what he's become, I think he could do the same thing as from a hitter standpoint. Wow. Wow. Strictly hitting. He's really good. And Otani has just. I feel like Otani has opened up people's eyes as to what getting a young talent in Japan, because a lot of the guys that have come over have been at the end of their, their stint in Japan, because there's that respect level that they want to play in their home country first. And I don't even know how it came to, did Otani just play so many years as a young kid that he's still so young ish compared to the other guys. Yeah. He started at like 16. That's the that's the that's the craziest part is if they start to get some of these guys and I don't even know how it's going to work but would you post fifty million dollars for a kid that hasn't even pitched in the in the Japanese minor leagues yet? How does that? Because there's got to be compensation. That's the whole point. Is the Japanese league doesn't want to suffer by having to have all their best players come to America because a lot of these players have to play in the J- Japanese league because they don't want to they don't want to dilute the Japanese league by sending all their players over here. So they've got to play a certain amount of years in the Japanese league before they become eligible to play over here. Okay. Do you know how long that is? Six years, I think, or five years. You have to spend six years in that league? That's a long time. Yeah. What's the money like over there? It's pretty good. Not like it is here. That's why they come over here. Give me a percentage of how it ranks to what the money is here. I don't, I can just speak of what guys would get like Adam Jones got seven million. That's one of the bigger contracts that I've heard of in from one a, season for an American guy. Yeah, it's normally pitchers can get like 
I've heard 700 to like 2 million a year, depending on who you are and what you do. I don't know what the local guys get paid. I can just, I just know what the foreigners get paid over there. Yeah. Well, um, this article was saying that he could be the highest paid free agent outfielder this winter. He's, uh, he was on Japan's team in the Olympics. He's a gold medalist. It says that he's expected to be posted by his MPB team, meaning that MLB teams will have, Peter, you could speak to this more than I could, but MLB teams have 30 days to reach an agreement with him. And then a formal announcement from the team would be expected to, would be expected after the Japan series, which is November 15th. Hmm. So what do you mean? So he's compared, are you serious, Maddie? This article, he's compared to Acuna and peak AJ Pollock. So he has that kind of, I mean, he has to, if they're saying he could be the highest paid yeah. free agent outfielder, but I'd imagine power, speed, hits for average. I think he got a hit off me too. Can you look that up, Maddie? I think he got a hit off me. Dang. I can try this. Okay. So this article said uh, one MLB scout labeled him as a five tool guy, the best player in Japan over the past few years comparing him to peak AJ Pollock who hit 315 367 498 with 20 homers 39 stolen bases and a gold glove as a center fielder so that's what they're comparing him to with good hitting speed good glove Power. Mm-hmm. Wow. there's going to be an adjustment period there's going to be an adjustment period just like there was with Otani I and I don't know I uh, I guess a lot of besides um, Godzilla in New York mm. and Otani. Who's who's been the other successful Japanese hitters? Ichiro. Oh, how do I miss that? One of two players I've ever been starstruck by: Bartolo yeah. Colon and Ichiro Suzuki. <laughs> what a mix! Holy cow! That's like if you were to plonk those two people in front of people that have never seen baseball and said, "You know what? <laughs> These two guys play the same sport." People would go, yeah. what? I like panicked my first time around both of those guys. And then we got, the Braves got Bartolo Colon. And I would love, we, he never spoke in English to me. I don't know like how good his English is, but every right. single game, he would turn one of the Gatorade cups upside down in the dugout and smash his, sorry, Ellie, smashed his foot down <laughs> on it as hard as he could and made this really loud, like boom. And he would try to see how many times in a game he could scare me by doing that. And then at the end of the game, he would hold up how many times he got me that game. And those were our only interactions ever. And I love it so much, really. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We like never spoke besides like, hello. You don't need to speak. That's the language of just, I'm here to have a good time. And you look like I can scare you. Yeah. I give off those vibes for sure. (laughs) I was like freaking out the first time. And the first time I saw him was when he was with the Mets. And then when we got him, I was just hype. Um, But back to, back to Suzuki, just a thousand and fifty four career games in Japan. He's slash 309, 402, 552. He's won three gold glove awards in a four season span. He won them from 16 to 19. He's a five-time all-star in the MPB. Um, he led the Central League in batting average with, he hit 335 and had an OBP, 453 during the 2019 season. I want to go to find his baseball reference and see like his average every single year. Hmm. So he's been like playing that. since 2013. Yeah, he, I did that too. He doesn't have a season below 300 since 2015. Wow. 
Okay. So we'll keep an eye on him for sure. Where do we have any predictions or where not predictions? Where do we think he would fit best? Who needs him most? Outfielder. It depends on how many the Braves lose, but everybody, everybody needs an outfielder. If they're that good, that's just who's going to be. A, the Dodgers will probably right. go and get first him. First come, first serve. Heard it here first. All 30 teams, first come, first serve. Godspeed. Can't wait to see him in the league, baby. Also, new rules are being tested in the fall league. Yes, they the are. Labor negotiations. Would you like me to break it down for you? Absolutely, please. So there was the Keith Law article that came out, and it was perfect in its... And I'm actually going to read the first paragraph, okay? Got it. Because... I think it was beautifully said by Keith. It kind of goes the direction that I thought this may go. If you know what I'm saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. As far as the implementation of the rules and without it being calibrated the right way. And it's kind of, okay. So Arizona, the, the title is Arizona four league experiments gone awry. Major league baseball plans to test out various ideas for speeding up games in the Arizona fall league this year and have been, through a week of games, a complete flop. So he goes on to talk about a bunch of things. There was a game at Salt Lake River Fields or Salt River Fields uh, with the automatic strike zone, the variable pitch clock and the ban on the shift. And the game was called after seven and a half innings because they ran out of pitching. They ran out of pitching because there was 22 walks. So what he's saying is that when there's a human umpire, you, you're inevitably going to get a little bit of leeway on each side. Yeah. Right. Up and down was, was pretty consistent, but left and right was just to the millimeter. Yeah. And guys were just taking the whole time. Like it was, there was no point. And then the rule of the pitch clock, this is a development league, right? Okay. The rule of the pitch clock forced one of the umpires who, from what Keith was saying, umpires were giddy to be able to bring this rule into play like calling guys out one of the guys called out spencer torkelson on a strikeout and took a bat away from him because he didn't get in the box quick enough like Uh it's a development league and we're implementing these rules and these kids are the best future of the baseball future of the baseball these kids are the future of baseball the baseball (laughs) you should go on the line and see if you can uh so yeah and it's just it just seems counterintuitive to me to be doing that what a word right to be doing that to these dudes that are supposed to be developing and and turn into the best like he just took a bat away from one of the best kids in the world so anyway yeah the he wrote it's it's and one of the quotes he also said which i had to rip from because it was beautiful he said it it it's got an air of fixing something that wasn't broken was the one the way he described it which is the way it seems to me Amen. Right? Like, mm. we just have to pump the brakes a little bit on trying to just manipulate the get. Like, I asked the question, I haven't had a response, response back from him. But I, I look, I think on a lot of this comes back to, like, we have to develop strike throwers. We've yeah. gone away from strike throwers and we've just gone for just boring blow doors. Boring for... The people watching, right? Yeah. That's what I feel like. I feel like the game speed has taken preference over the fan experience. Okay. That's fair. Fair? Yeah. You know what I say? 
Peter Moreland for commissioner, baby. Man, I tell you, let's go. Let's go. Okay. I'd have to have some help though. I'd have to bring it's everyone with me. Great pub for the pod. You should really yeah. look into that. I mean, I, I, I would commit to still doing this pod while I was commissioner of baseball, just in case you guys are worried about that. I mean, this is my number one priority. When we were in Denver and you had one too many drinks, I you actually signed a lifetime contract with me to never leave me on the podcast. So if you break wow. it, I'm going to come after you with my attorney. Let's not talk about lifetimes, okay? Let's just get through Friday night first and then we can maybe negotiate something else. Signed it, blood, dripped of blood. So yeah, that was uh, that was Keith Wall's article on the, and he did talk about a couple of guys that have been turning some heads, but um, the article was great. And if you want to get a full breakdown, Keith Law knows as much about prospects and and he's actually a fan of the strikes of the automatic strike zone which most people would be because i don't want a game to be you know decided on a wrong call or a horrible strike call unless it means the braves will win the world series again then i'll be happy as a pig in shit but that Ooh. would not just affect the other 29 teams so you know what i'm saying did you hear my throat then yeah a little bit a little bit that was kind of like from deep from deep <laughs> Did you read the article about the pre-tacked balls? I did I'm not. I'm curious but to I, see how you feel about this. So I think it has to be done. Well, okay. So before the Arizona Fall League began, they told players that this was going to be happening, but they're using two different balls between the first half and the second half of the season. So over the first three weeks of the season, they used the standard issued baseballs from the minor league regular season rubbed with the same mud that they always use. And right. then they switched over to a baseball that comes with sticky substances already substances already applied. It's not even going to be a competition. The guys are going to want the sticky stuff and stuff. Got it. Okay, so that's another thing they're implementing. How quickly do you think we would see that go from the Arizona Fall League to MLB next year? Okay, that'll be part of the collective bargaining agreement that the one side's going to argue for or against. I don't know who's going to argue for it yet, but I mean, it's just going to be one of the one of the subjects that becomes an arguing point. Yeah. One of the 30 that both players and MLB know are going to be better for the game, but they just want to bargain. And I don't blame them because that's all they have to bargain with is what they want and what they don't want. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Can't wait. Maddie, did I miss anything in that segment about the new rules that you want to hit on? No, I think that's it. Man of a few words right there. I'm trying to find where you faced uh, Suzuki. I can't find it. Oh, wait. I think I did now. All you had to do was talk. Looks like he grounded out. Did he? Grounded mm. out 5-3. Oh, there's more bats. That makes sense. No, that, I think that's the only bat. That would make sense. Someone got a hit off me that game. Who, who did get a hit off me that game? Someone got a hit off me that game. But I picked someone off too. So your first batter... Hideto Asamura single. Mm, yep. That's when I was like, shit. Got out of that inning and then yeah, Aza Azawa singled as well in the next inning. Uh, Kensuke Kondo walked and then to end the bottom of the sixth, Seiya Suzuki grounds out. At three. This was on November 11th, 2019 in the sixth inning. Oh my gosh, it's almost your anniversary. Well, I wonder if he will sign with the team on the anniversary because that's coming up real soon. I'm sure that's factoring into his decision right now. <laughs> if he hears this, for sure. And I'm, I'm sure he will. I'll pass it on to him. 
So yeah. those are the new rules that are being tested in the Arizona Fall League to get into the Arizona Fall League storylines um, that we've kept you guys up with this year. If you have been on uh, Twitter at all or you follow us on Twitter, you know that Nelson Velasquez is like going off. He's the Cubs number 29 prospect. He leads the league in runs, hits, homers, batting average, and OPS. Uh, the Blue Jays number one, Gabriel Moreno, Moreno, Moreno. Missed the first three weeks of fall league and still still leads the league in doubles. He has eight and thirteen games. He's hitting three seventy three and a one dot OPS. Yeah, okay. Bryson Bryson Stott for the Phillies. Peter, he's their number two prospect. He's a shortstop. He has twenty one RBI. Wondering how many games that is while hitting three thirty three. Um, Owen White, the Rangers' number 29 prospect, Waddy. Uh, has been dominating. What did he do his last outing? He did it. Yeah, he sure did. Four and a third, two hits, one Ernie. He had five walk. I mean, four walks. Boo, 5K, 74 pitches. Overall in the season, 140 ERA and 19 and a third innings pitched, Peter. Mm. There's a few pitchers who are done with the Arizona Fall League, so Slade Sissoni, Sissoni, Diamonds, Diamondbacks number seven, 240 ERA on 15 innings pitch. Love that for Jake Snakes. Love that for Jake Snakes. Um, Hans Krause, Phillies number four, 24 nice. Ks, led the league, 506 ERA. Not great. And uh, Mackenzie Gore, mm. not great. Really not great. 635 ERA in three games, 11 inning, 11 and a third innings pitch. He had only eight strikeouts in three games, six walks. I mean, this is a guy going into the 21 season. He was the number six overall prospect in all of baseball and was expected to debut in the big leagues. And that was not a good showing for him at the Arizona Fall League. Is he hurt? He only started 12 games in the minors this year. So I do believe he had some injury in the beginning of the year. Let me see. Uh, because the Padres also, CJ Abrams was there. We've talked about that every week. That was supposed to be a big deal. He still hasn't debuted. He has a shoulder yeah. injury. So both Mackenzie Gore and CJ Abrams, it's both not great for the Padres. Is Abrams doing baseball activities or is he just there? I think he's doing baseball activities. Well, that would be the reason why he's there then. No, um, Mackenzie Gore, though, no good uh, the whole year. I mean, 3.93 ERA in 12 games. Yeah, I definitely feel like there was an injury at some point. That sounds like a off-season to work his tail off, and, and it'll be interesting to see what kind of bounce-back year you can have. But mm. maybe COVID got him. Not the not the disease, but the, the 2020 COVID season. Like, that's another yeah. thing that guys have to... It was different for a lot of people. Yeah. Dominican Winter League going from the Arizona Fall League, folks. Albert Pujols. But he's not playing that well. But it's fun to watch. Not it's fun to watch him not doing well. I just love Albert. Peter, talk. That that might have to be our first road trip, if I'm honest. Mm. I think we should do a two-week magical mystery tour where we go from the Arizona Fall League to the Dominican Winter League and back let's go let's, let's go. rack up those delta miles correct we'll go see a couple of games while we're there but we're mainly there for vacation love that but we can write it off i'm in writing it off that's good 
Okay, that's a plan. So Ronnie Mauricio, shortstop, number three prospect, really good at baseball. You need to know his name. He is leading an average, 394, slugging, 636, and has a 1 OPS, 1 one, I still don't know how to say it, 1030, 1. The thing that you'll hear about him is that he doesn't take his walks. So he has no walks through 10 games right now. In 281 professional games, he has 62 walks ever. Seriously. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't know. I'd, it depends on all the other numbers, but as long as his on-base percentage is fine, then I guess walks uh, just keep hitting. I love I love hits. Love How do you that. feel about that? Well, Albert Pujols doesn't feel great about it because he's hitting 174 with four singles and no extra base hits in six games. Um, what is he doing do we think is he just trying to stay is like trying to feel young again no no i'm not so i I think it's great that that he's he's over there but like what is the point is he just trying to stay ready to try and get a job next year because he was great against lefties for the dodgers when he went there yeah but it's a tough it's a tough sell for all other aspects before he left for the Dominican, he said that he's not he's not ready to be done yet. So yeah, I, I read that too, but I wasn't either. But you know, sometimes it's it's, it's not sometimes it's not our choice. And unfortunately, I'd hate to see that be the end of our Pujols, him still trying to play and not being able to get a job. Like Albert, that's what I'm saying. Like it just I don't know. I just he he still got knocks in the world in, in the in the championship series so it's it's yeah. how how who am i to say that he shouldn't keep trying i just think that the team that takes the chance on him would be doing it for reasons other than wanting to win which is fine too because not everyone wants to win we all know that you mean like to have him in the clubhouse just Correct. for young guys to be around yeah yeah which i'm sure you i don't know what the impact was in the dodgers clubhouse sure but... it was great did you not see how like he and cody bellinger interacted in the dugout and stuff like yeah those are the kind of guys that you know i mean obviously cody bellinger is a guy and like has an mvp you know i mean like he but you know you want that guy to be the core of your team for a long time and that's yeah. what albert Pujols can teach him it's also hard to tell the how genuine they were how not i don't question how genuine it was but i just feel like unless you're in the clubhouse like you see a lot of things that happen in the dugout that would not never happen in the clubhouse because it's all, you know, the cameras are on or whatever, you know, like there's yeah. just certain things like that. I should probably speak to someone who does know and find out what the impact was. Right. You do that. That's your homework for the week. Thank you. Okay. I love homework. Ethan small. Nothing small about that. Mm -mm. Besides his ERA. He's the Brewers number five prospect. Two games, eight innings, no run. That's a zero ERA. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how you spin it. Mm -mm. If you don't give up any runs, you can't get an ERA. Speaking of ERA, mm. Pash. Okay, Pash. Um, mashed potatoes. Maddie? Uh, garden. No, that is... <laughs> that is how we describe French kissing. In Australia, hate it. Don't hate it. Actually, I take that back. I like pash better than French kissing. Hate let's the have, term French kissing. Let's have a quick pash. Like that more, more simple. Mm. You know, we yep. love you guys. 
Braves in six, baby. Trevor Plouffe, let's Trevor go. Plouffe. Braves Trevor Plouffe. I'm surprised he didn't show up for the parade. I invited him and he didn't come. Congratulations to the Atlanta Braves, every single player in that clubhouse, and Brian Snicker. Oh, really, congratulations. Congratulations to Peter Moylan. Congratulations to Maddie Mass, just for being Maddie Mass. Us. We love you guys. Farm on. Farm, Farm on. often. All the time. We'll see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye.